This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name's Dan Fudge, and tonight I'm joined by Stevie, Charlie, and former child, now turned current pundit, Blair Hardman. Blair Hard Ankles. Blair Hard Ankles. Good evening and welcome to the show. Tonight we're going to be talking about our win against Bristol Bristol City, Bristol City, Birmingham City. Uh, how long was that? That was one minute and 26 where most of it was the credits before I fucked it up. So that has done really well already. As you can see behind me, I'm sporting the new uh, change sponsor, change strip uh, for the... Um, for the, for the new sponsor that I want now, Wandesco has rebranded. Uh, we'll get into all that at some point. And, um, and yeah, let's talk about it. So, uh, Stevie, I'll come to, I'll come to you first. I mean, let's, uh, let's, I tell you what, let's talk about the change of strip to start with, because that broke an hour before the, uh, before the kickoff or something like that. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, timing wise, <laughs> yeah. it was, yeah. It was weird. Uh, Timing-wise, it was it, it was strange. It's it's the kind of thing you'd expect, um, a, a, a kind of a press release or an announcement. Um, and in no way, shape, or form, as we begin this podcast, am I being put off by Blair's pussy? Uh, <laughs> Man, great but he's start, just yeah. put away. <laughs> he's a he's a Tom. He's a Tom. He's a Tom. He's a Tom. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> 
<laughs> Brilliant. And now, and now a player's cut out. So right, and so now he's gone. <laughs> right, let's, we'll go again. We'll go again. Everything in the bottom left. Let's just start again. Um, it's the kind of thing you'd expect a, a press release to, to to come out, and not an hour before the kickoff. So, I think the fact that it kind of drip fed, drip fed through that eventually it, it became a thing where it was one disco that had been. Uh, rebranded and there was all the, the the stink, if you like, of the the whole a up that we we kind of touched on um, close season. We talked about close season. Um, you can't get away from the fact that it's a little bit iffy, um, and you, you kind of wonder what's going on there. But at the same time, um, if it's, I think I said on the chat that uh, when it was released before I realised who it was. If it, if it's a kind of a re- revenue stream or it's it's whatever it is that's going on and it puts a little bit more money into the club. Even if it's just a short-term fix, then we've got to be all for it, haven't we? Well, this is it. This is the bit I couldn't work out, Charlie. Like, do you, do you feel like we're going to get a bump or something like that? So, essentially, what's happened is one disco with a parent company of a up, uh, yeah, something that absolutely makes my toes curls to say out loud, mm-hmm. and um, and one disco of rebranded. Uh, the guy, the guy in charge of the company is called Dave Richards, not that one. And uh, with him being a Wednesday fan, I feel like. Um, I feel like everybody's going to make that make that leap, but I, I can't. It just looks shit, doesn't it? It does look shit, and I think it's it's not in of itself. It's not that weird to get a new sponsor. It's the sudden it's the sudden announcement, like almost like just before a game, and the fact that it's like um, you can get your shirts changed. I mean, you might see uh, you might see the old sponsor through it, and you think, yeah, we know that because we can fucking see how shit they look now. Like it's very obvious <laughs> you it's very obvious you'd not even got them printed for the players before they'd even gone out. And you think it almost screams of like I don't know, like it, clearly some kind of agreement had been made that by that mat, like by Birmingham, we should have had the new sponsor on, and it was like shit, 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 something like not done because otherwise why would you do it then? Like, it just doesn't, it really doesn't make sense. And like, I mean, I'm glad to see the back of A up because it always, it screamed of like, yeah, like something off a sitcom of, of, of Northern footballers, you know, like, yes. oh, that's what their sponsor would be. Like some really cringe, yeah. like Northerners written by Southerners kind of vibe to it. But I yeah. think my own, my biggest complaint about how it looks is it looks exactly like the shirt behind you. It literally looks like a piece of A4 paper that's just been put on top of them. So that makes it dodgy. It's not that dodgy to get a new sponsor. The weird, sneaky, shit, Tipex way it's been done is very like... It's weird, Why? isn't it? Why? But I, I must admit, Charlie, I was the same as you. I felt I felt like it perpetuated stereotypes A up. I hated the flat cap. I hated the name of the company. And and for me, it perpetuated that stereotype that you get when you see northern people portrayed in movies or, uh, yeah. or especially in theatre. Like, oh, we're just so poor, aren't we? We couldn't oh. afford, couldn't afford coal oh. for fire. Had to eat me whip it. Oh, it were ever so sad. It's just like, oh, God, cringe. Yeah, it's Isn't really it? cringe. Isn't oh, it? there's a cat. There, and there's back. a cat. Blair, what? I, you know, I, it's really distracting here, bro. We've been on five minutes. Honestly. We've had two locations. Honestly. We've had two cats. We've had a background change. What the fuck are you doing? And you're on mute. And you're working IT. Christ Almighty! Hang He's on, a celebrity like, now. It's too big. Yeah, the, cat, on, the, the, cat, the cat decided to knock over a can of beer all over all over my little dock. So it's all Brilliant. a bit Pete Pong. What it's a day. It's all because Stevie offended it by calling it a girl. He's, a, he's clearly a boy. He's clearly right, is it, is it, 
Is that where it is? Right. So, uh, listen, as usual, we've got some comments coming through. So, uh, you know, we've got a few people wishing us good evening. Good evening, Sharman. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Nat. Uh, good evening, Finn, who's decided to put Charlie's cream egg comments aside after last week and tune in tonight. I can't believe... It's big of you. Big of you. Yeah. The last 10 minutes of last week's show was absolute pandemonium talking about chocolate snacks. And for some reason, that's the one that seems to have carried us through the last week in terms of uh, what we've been talking about. And then, uh, And then on top of that, Shannon went with, I once watched your mate eat a battered cream egg. It was one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever witnessed. Um, <laughs> you know, she, she, she's well in your camp there, Charlie. Uh, Glenn's been on, says, um, you know, all the best for the rest of the season. And uh, Mr. J, probably referencing Blair, said unprofessional as usual. And uh, and then, yeah, in reference to A-Up and it's um, <laughs> and the flat that was... All that's missing was a pigeon and a ferret, which I can't, which I can't disagree with. Like, I, I really hated it. Like, like I find that... There's a. Um, I'm sorry. I've just seen what you're laughing at, Steve. I'll just get. That. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop sentence right there, and because I, I, you know, I'm just gonna meander on the same point. But Sharman, so Sharman's sorry. come out with one of the greatest comments we've had in a while, uh, in reference to Blair's fuckery at the start, and gone with the the Blair glitch project. So uh, you know, comment of the wow. night is already uh, is already on. So uh, so that's night and. Uh, Evening to Aisha, who's uh, who's been watching his show for like 14 seasons, bless her. Right then, so let's crack on. Let's talk about it um, before someone's dog kicks off. Um, Stevie, let's talk about let's talk about the lineup. Let's talk about Birmingham City. Let's get into it. This is the lineup. We've got Beadling Goal, Valentin Bernard for Maywell Johnson, Diaby playing DMC or uh, defensive midfielder, and uh, Ugbo Paveda, Bannon, and Gassama Kadamachi. That might not have been the way we've lined up. That's how BBC Sport have had it. I mean, did you feel like we were going for it? Um, that I don't, I don't think that was the way we lined up uh, necessarily. It, it was more of a two. It was almost like a four-four-two, wasn't it? With um, Paveda yeah. and Gasama right and left, with Bannon and Diaby holding a little bit deeper, and then I don't know. Um, Ugbo certainly didn't seem to be playing wide right for me. It was almost like he was playing. There, there was a rotation between him and Kadamatri as a you know into interchanging between the nine and the ten there um after 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 Huddersfield last week I don't think there's anything that anybody would have complained about in terms of the lineup it was it was that abject and I know that we 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 sort of followed like a deck of cards didn't we uh in that 12 minute period and it's just from there it, it, it was almost a low point of the season um so whatever he put out there on Saturday it, it I'm still loath to say it, so it was a must-win game, but um, the starting eleven, I again didn't really have any any sort of complaints about what he put out there. I was just I, 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 whoever it was that was wearing the shirt, I wanted to see a performance out of them. I wanted to see a little bit of heart, a little bit of fight, a little bit of a battle, and um, you know, just that that old cliche almost of giving a hundred uh, hundred and ten for the shirt. Um, so yeah. team lineup, no no arguments whatsoever. No, absolutely, and then and then Charlie, we saw a return to the team for uh, for Beadle. Um, uh, you know, we got a somewhat better performance out of him. Did you know? Yeah. Could you see it changing at all, or did you feel like Beadle was was always going to be the number one? Um, I didn't see it changing, and 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 I have to be honest, like I, you know, I I think I said like it was last week, like you know, fair enough, I was judging him on very little, but I, I you know, I hadn't really seen anything that made me think that he was something a bit special. But I've got to be honest, like I thought he was absolutely like great um on uh what day is it friday um and yeah i think uh, i think we finally started to see like what he what he really might offer and um and yeah so i think i obviously if dawson is injured it kind of answers that 
anyway a little bit but then you've always got the thing with Charles like he's you know he's been looking a bit sharp and I can see him being really reliable things like cup games and stuff like that he's a, you know he's a good second but I think Beadle proved on on Friday that he, he every bit deserves to, to to have that to be our first choice keeper there so yeah really good to see yeah it really does now Blair in the in the middle of the part there uh I think Stevie's right. I think it was more of a four-four-two. We had uh, Momo Diaby in the middle. Um, it was Momo, wasn't it? It was it yeah. was that yeah. Diaby, right? Is yeah. right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question here, Blair. You know, because you look manly enough with your Stones bitter sign in the background and your and your whiskers and whatnot. It's such a manly yeah, background. Yeah. I mean, all, all no... I do is all I do is drink beer and crush puss. So yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> what I thought. The when you said crush puss, the cat jumped up behind you. <laughs> almost perfect comment timing. Now, now, Blair. You know, I'm going to ask it, is Momo the player that we thought he was going to be when he got injured? Because, you know, as Charlie rightly said all, all those months ago, she said a lot of our a lot of our fans have got benchitis in terms of the fact mm. that we seem to want in the player that isn't there. And then Momo's come in and I don't really I don't really feel like he's made the shirt his own just yet. Well, for whatever reason, he's not had the, he's not had the chance, has he? That was his first league start since Preston. Mm-hmm. So, um, but every time I've seen him, I've really, I've been really impressed with him. The reason why I love him because like he just doesn't leave that centre circle. He just, he's just so disciplined to that like, centre defensive midfield role. Um, he might, he, he does have a little bit of a, a rick in him. He's, I think against Coventry in the cup, he nearly gave it away um, outside our box for a goal. But then, like two seconds later, he did a marauding, a marauding run. He, he can take the ball forward and carry it and get you out of danger because he's so big and you can't leave. You can't really muscle him off the ball because he's because he's such a big lad. Like if you, if you muscling him, him off the ball, you're fouling him because there's no way like the average midfielder is muscling him out. I, I, I really like him. I think it gives me, it, it makes it, I feel more reassured when he when he was stood there on, on on Friday against Birmingham compared to last week where we had like no midfield. We just let people just run onto our defenders. That's what I like. So. Now, uh, now Friday was a big day out for the Wednesday week because I think it was only me that wasn't there. Uh, I had to I had to go to school, and, uh, and I think everybody was there but me. Um, so normally we do the TikTok, and I ask I ask a couple of you to send me various little snapshot videos so I can make the TikTok video. I had sixty videos to edit in the end of it. Uh, my apologies if I didn't use them all, but uh, but Stevie, your daughter's now becoming an internet celebrity. But in terms of back on the. Um, Back on the lineup, last one, Stevie. I'm just going to pop this out before we continue to talk about it. The rumor mill. We've got uh, we've got Marvin Johnson back into the uh, back into the squad after his uh, rumored strop. Uh, said he was injured. Straight back in. He's the best cross of the ball we've got, isn't he? Hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think I've, I, I mentioned in the chat earlier. Um, was it me that shared the team of the week? And he, he's made the team of the week this week and uh, deservedly so. Um, there are other players that played on Friday night that will get plaudits. Um, Perveda, uh, Ugbo's obviously scored a couple of goals. Um, they were, you know, they, 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 Beadle played well in goal, I thought. Um, he quietly and unassumingly goes about his business. And I think he's he's kind of almost tarred with a little bit of the, the old League One Darren Moore um inconsistency type brush in the sense that people will remember things that he hasn't necessarily done well and he didn't play well as a, a wing back at times and when when 
Moore played him as a left back. He, he deployed him in a different way. Whereas I think we've found a formula with the guy um, that really works. And I think he's he, he's been one of our sort of most underrated players. Um, so for that, I, I, I thought it was excellent. He crossed the ball well. Um, the, the the cross for the second goal, which we'll we'll obviously get into, I thought was was absolutely outstanding. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's going to be a player that's sorely missed. <laughs> if we just go back to the comments, uh, Ash's man in our uh, Ash's man in our socials. He's gone with uh, have I missed anything? Uh, Blair's already spilt a drink. We've had three cat appearances, and uh, you know a lot going on. Ash, you know we're, we're all it's all changes. Yeah, it's all a mess with you not here, pal. You know what I mean? And then uh, former Wednesday weeker Rich Davis has gone. Having to explain to the kids who Jeremy Beadle was with pictures after the match was a highlight. So, you know, that's that's the thing that happened. And uh, and, Simon, and Simon, current weaker, says we're looking good, guys. Just want to put that in just, you know, just because I like a positive. Um, just for Marvin so, Johnson, Dan. Go on. Um, it's quite funny. So, um, last week, we was after the Huddersfield game, it was how, how poor a January transfer window was. Um, would you could you consider retaining Marvin Johnson's services actually a highlight of the window in some respect? Absolutely, absolutely. I I, I think I think a million pound. You know, given the P and L that Kieran Maguire put out this week, in you know, in terms of our club's finance over the last ten years, a million pounds wouldn't touch the sides. Albeit, it, you know, it's a decent amount of money for a player at our level, and it'd be nice to sell a, a player for some money. The last time we did it was Lucas Yao, and we got a a ridiculous amount of money for him with the benefit of retrospect. But, um, but yeah, you know, keeping Marvin Johnson, I think is going to be inspired. And if he, if he goes in the summer, but helps us stay up, I'd, I'd be unhappy about it, but I'd be like, you know, we've stayed up and we've, we've kept him when, when we, uh, when we, when we should have done. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not unhappy about it. Where do you sit with it, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll hold my hands up and say, like, I mean, I think Johnson was the, he was the origin of benchitis. Like, I was the one kind of been like, <laughs> oh, because he's the one on the bench. Everyone thinks Marvin Johnson's going to be the saviour. And then, you know, I bought into, like, the, you know, the romance of his story of, oh, he was in Dubai and we have to bring him back. But, like, I don't think I was really giving him the credit he deserves. And I do think we're a different team with him in. And I think there's a lot to be said for, like, if he's a million pound player, why not have a million pound player play for you? You know, like, there's, you know, not, it, it's, it's, I, I can I think if he'd have gone and if he'd have gone for the money that um you know that, that it was rumoured rumoured to be um then yeah then fair enough like um but then who is actually doing what he's doing? I don't think anyone I don't think we get those crosses into the box. I don't think we see what he's doing anywhere else. And I think you can see how missed it is. So in which case one million, two million, three million doesn't really matter if we've not got anything that if he is the only person doing what he's doing, if he's filling that role, then I don't think it matters how much we could have made off him if we, you know, uh, if he's going to go do that for somebody else and leave us uh, lacking. So yeah, I'm a fully paid up member of the uh, Marvin Johnson fan club now. Go on, Steve. I was just going to say, I think that even less than the transfer fee, I think it's, it's a testament that we're, we're, we're attracting the attention of a club that's pushing to get into the Premier League. Um, take the Ipswich out of it and take the, you know, the, the, the fact that they've done that while we've done that. Um, the fact that there's a team pushing for the, the, you know, the top end of the championship, looking to get in, into the Premier League. I believe they're fourth tonight. Um, they want one of our players who we do respect, rightly or wrongly, we don't necessarily think is, is um, a, a an asset, so to speak, in the sense of having everything that Charlie said, when, when we look at it, we're talking about your Kadamatris, obviously for the youth, and we're talking about uh, your Bernards, and we're talking about Bannon and so forth, and people outside of 
Sheffield Wednesday supportership won't look at Johnson as being the best player, but he's an absolute. He's been an absolute credit this season. Since he's come back in, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't think a million was enough. I thought it was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a, a fair transfer, um, given that the you know the status that we had uh, or he had for, with, with us. Um, I feel for him a little bit in the sense that he was offered something um, that we haven't offered. He's, you know, he's, he's been offered a big payday and, you know, at his age, um, he's probably not going to get another one of those. Certainly if he goes for free this summer, he's not going to get a signing on fee in the same sense. I don't believe um, that he would have got if he'd have, if he'd have transferred across um, with everything that's gone in there. So it's, it's a difficult situation for him that he finds himself in because he's our player. We need it. Um, but to that point that it's a million pounds, a million pounds is won't, won't touch the sides if we stay up Um that's going to be a million pound retained, if you like, and then some, isn't it? Yeah. Because of the yeah, money yeah. that we'll keep in terms of the money uh, that we're going to get in terms of the championship EFL um, TV rights. Totally, Absolutely. he's worth more to us. He's worth more to us for goal contributions on, and, and crosses than he than he would be in cold hard cash. So uh... yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, sorry, just just a little bit of AV sweeping up. Does anybody get a bit of feedback when Stevie talks? Oh, is it just my earphones? I can't work it out. Are you guys all right? Does it keep cutting okay, out yeah. as well? All right, turns out my earphones might need replacing. So, uh, Blair, now you got yourself on the television. Holly's gone with Blair was on live TV talking about the shit show that Sheffield Wednesday just... And during that broadcast, Sheffield Wednesday were randomly announcing a new shirt sponsor as you were on telly talking about the protest. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. That's absolutely fantastic, right? It can't get any better. <laughs> my line, my line on the TV. If anyone didn't see it, was um, they said like, is it whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> my line on the TV for those of you that didn't see it. Um, are, yeah. are you coming through? Your, are you coming through your agent tonight? By the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, basically, he asked, he asked, like, is it is it more than just is is the protest more than just because we're losing? Mm-hmm. And I said like, and, and and I basically said like, if if you if you just read out loud what's happened just this season, we'd run out of time on the segment. So I had one minute 30. And it was just like, it was just ridiculous. Like, if you just read out loud what happened this season, what Chance has done or what, what's happened at the club, and it is embarrassing. Every week you're getting a message off someone saying, have you seen what's happened now? And you're like, oh, my God, aren't you? And it's like, and you almost like have to defend your club. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I, I know what you mean. But the, so let, let's talk. Let's talk about a protest before we get into the uh, we get into the <clears throat> into the minutiae of it, Charlie. I, right. So I need to, I need to be very clear on this. So I've been talking to Jim and Jake from the 1867 group, and I'm I'm going to give them a bit of a platform to talk about you know what they're trying to achieve, and and something felt like it felt like something shifted uh, with the with the protest that happened. It wasn't a it didn't disrupt the football. Uh, a lot more people got in, got involved with. They they were happy with the way that they were protesting, um, and I, and I need to be very careful to say as well. After I've been talking to these guys, I've realised that during that period where we were succeeding, they got accused a lot of going. We've noticed now you're quiet because because the team's doing well. And I need to be very you know I need to make sure that I mention that the reason that they were quiet is that they took they made a point of being quiet. The results on the pitch didn't really um didn't really affect what they were doing 
on, on why they were doing it. They were just moving on to their next onto their next project and decided to keep the nut down up until the January transfer window had closed. And that that's why they did it because they wanted to see what chance they would do with the season ticket prices. What you know, see if see if we spent any money in the transfer window and things like that. Receipts. And and then as a result, like <laughs> like a gift to them, they yeah. you know. Uh, Chess, you can't pay by card to be your season ticket. Like, <laughs> you, you can't yeah, buy I mean, it's, this is it. And I think it's, I, I've absolutely, yeah, i got to give props to him. Like, you know, early on, they, they rightly had some criticism. And I think they responded to that criticism well overall. I think, you know, you, you absolutely have to recognize the protest on Friday showed that actually it is, it's, it's not two or three dissident voices a lot of people even people not holding up leaflets I didn't get a leaflet I'd like at no point was I that I managed to get one but like even those not holding leaflets like the, the vast majority of people you speak to feel a certain way about things and yeah it's easy to sort of be like oh you you know you don't it's only when we're losing you, you you're building off the negativity you go well yeah that kind of makes sense to a certain extent though because if the club's doing well then there's less to be upset about. It doesn't change the fact of all the things that are going on underneath. But at the same time, if you're also trying to highlight things that are going wrong, the worst time to do that would be on, on the back of like three wins on the bounce and then being mm-hmm. like, everything's terrible. People would be like, shut up. Of course, it's not what you're moaning about. Look where you could be. Da-da-da. Oh, we're only third from bottom, second bottom, whatever it is, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, like, yeah, waiting, being like, go on then, Chancery tie the noose and he's like i'll show you who's an idiot and then becomes the greatest friggin' idiat of all time it's like well yeah but it legitimizes it and it does and i think but what they have recognized is we all really give a shit about the club and none of us want to be throwing things onto the pitch or storming the pitch or turning our backs on it in a way where it's like oh well you never know we might have won that match but then this group did x y and z and now and, and now that's what sent us down and giving anybody an opportunity to be a knob about it it's like actually it was a, a very dignified smart protest that got attention talking about it and then everyone shut up got behind the team and we won and it's like yeah you've nailed that like that you've done exactly what you set out to do and you've got to give them mad props for that to be fair yeah absolutely you know it's a lot better than the balloons the tennis balls all you know the marches it was it it, you know it was a it was a good way of getting people involved now Blair I know you're just about to tack on to this point but I just want to put up this point from Aisha right now she said our fan base seems a lot more reluctant to protest uh, than many other fan bases, and I don't know why. Uh, that's that's an interesting question because not everybody's quite on board. Now, Aisha, I'll be honest with you, I'm not quite there yet with doing a protest, and the reason being is, you know, I've I've watched a lot of football over the years, and 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 you know, and and what the internet needs is another middle-aged white man talking about his experiences with football. But I'm going to give it you right now. <laughs> but like, I, I I don't disagree that there are uh, there is a a protest group. I, I don't disagree with it, and I completely understand why there is one, especially the, the area of the country that, that the club is in. I really understand why they're so pissed off at high shirt prices, high season tickets, high one-day match tickets, everything we've just... Our loyalty has been rinsed, and that's what, that you know, that's why there's a protest group. Me, personally, I feel that the... Um, that when the protest first started, I'm, I'm coming round, don't get me wrong, because something does need to change. But I, I'm still in that camp. I'm still at this ridiculous thought at the back of my head that Chancery just might learn. And and I believe that there's probably some things that down the road that are going to happen and Chancery is going to do something stupid, just like that scene out of The Simpsons where they go, hold on a minute, 
is going to do something stupid. I think that's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to be in team team Chancery out. And the reason being, I'm just withholding it, just withholding my judgment right now, Aisha, in answer to your question, is that I've seen people get rid of their chairman. They've got him out. We've got, he got rid of the geezer. And it's and then the people that come in is either some con- skint consortium headed up by some nutcase who loves club, or it's going to be someone like that nutcase that they had in charge at uh, Nottingham Forest. The one, you know, the, that one that had a had a picture made up for the back of his office with him and Brian Clough with his arm yeah, round him yeah, or something yeah. like that, right? Like, I, mean, I, I you know, we know that Chancery's... <laughs> We know that Chancery's got money, but he's just not spending it in the right place or doing anything useful with it. I just wish he'd employ, you know, football people to run the club. Sorry, Blair, uh, I completely cut you off. Do you, do you still want to edge in on the protest chat? Yeah, well, yeah, well, it goes hand in hand together, doesn't it? Because at the end of the day, a team never, is never doing well on the pitch when boardroom level's doing crap. Do you know I mean? I've never mm-hmm. known. If, if anyone can tell me a club that's doing well on the pitch, but... The fans want the chairman out. You know what I mean? It doesn't exist. It's never, it's never existed. Maybe Barcelona, but, you know, it's Barcelona. Um, in terms of what you just said there as well, I completely agree with what you just said. And I think what, what these chairmen are, the, the problem they've got is that they're all multi-millionaire billionaires. Yeah, they're not after and, feedback. And, and, no, and, they, and well, they've brought themselves out. They can buy themselves out of anything. They, ne- they never, they never experience failure because they can just buy it mm-hmm. out. I mean, mm-hmm. and the problem, the problem they've got now is that in football terms, the profit sustainability rules and the FFP rules, you, you, you can't, you can't buy yourself out of it. Once you're in the hole, like we're in the hole now, I don't know what happens. A new chairman comes in, he's still got the pre- previous three years of books to, to adhere to for the FFP, hasn't he? So you mm-hmm. can't, you can't, you can't just go right. The previous three years haven't happened. We've had two seasons of League One. And if we stay up this season, we'll probably finish twenty first in in the championship. That's three shit years of books. Yeah. With no income from a player sale. So yeah. if even if a new chairman came with me a shitload of money, he can't do much with it. Can't do what we and uh, you're right, you're right. But you know, that, that Kieran Maguire, if if you look at Kieran Maguire, his uh, price of football um tweet where he's put out some of the finances, it's absolute beggar's belief what we're spending on players. Uh, in terms of wages. And the the issue is, because we've got so many average players, especially the ones we bloody signed in the summer, and and then, you know, some existing ones in the squad that we're paying just to sit there and rot that we haven't named in the 23-man squad. Like, I'm not surprised that the the club's on its ass finance-wise. And, you know, on top of that, we also got told by our our exalted leader, Chancery, that we... um, the money that we spend on match days and the money we pump into the club doesn't touch the sides and it's irrelevant. We have the fifth in the league biggest intake of money on match day per, you know, per club. And absolute beggar's belief. Stevie. Two million, I think. Yeah. Stevie, have you got anything to add before we actually talk about football? Because I've just realised we've (laughs) we've done half an hour and we've not not really touched the sides on the Birmingham game. Um, No. Um, I think you, you guys have covered everything particularly well um you've been very eloquent and articulate in the way that you've you've sort of covered that and i'm, I'm I'd, I'd only reiterate things that have already been said um the the only thing i'd potentially say was that there did feel like a marked difference in in the mm-hmm. protest on friday compared to what had gone previously um and i'm not for a moment suggesting that i'm an advocate for 
1867 or or um or i'm against them um necessarily but what i would say is that the thing that riled me previously not just the protests themselves but the way that they held themselves publicly the way that they um formulated their communications the way that they put things online the way that they tweeted i didn't necessarily think that that was the best way of going about the way that they you know getting their message across it, it, it felt a little bit um knee-jerk if you like it felt a, a, a little bit i'm, I'm going to do this because i'm really really angry it felt overly emotional in the things that they were saying and the, the, the way that they were putting their message across whereas it did feel this time that they've they've clearly gone about with a, a plan it was pre it was pre-thought it was something that they've sat down we all know away days are mint but there's nothing quite like playing at home same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery New in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. And gone, right, this is what we're going to do. Um, and I I have to say, at the time, I didn't, because sitting in the ground, I don't know about Charlie and Blair on the cot, but where I sit, bang opposite the north, which, let's be right, is probably the most staunch and um, emotional sort of fan base, they're there. Um, when I looked across, I didn't see until that moment that they walked out and they they, they held them up. I didn't expect to see what I saw. And as you mm-hmm. panned around the ground, um, it wasn't a minority of people that were holding up those those um, those flyers. It was, there, there, there were lots of people doing it. It was a majority, a significant majority of people there uh, were, were, were wanting to be heard and wanting to see and show their support. And I think that was really stark. Um, I think that was something that he, the chairman, is going to have to pay mind to. And if I, <laughs> I'm actually surprised that there's not been a response because it's been three days now, and I don't know if he's still composing his email. Um, but I would, I would, I would half expect that there will be something that will come back in retaliation. Um, I well, don't he turned necessarily... the scoreboard off, didn't he? So you're against me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not having that. You don't get to know what minute we're on. You're not going to get a pint on 38 minutes. Uh, but the, the irony, Stevie, that the the 1867 group themselves took on a bit of feedback, changed their changed their way forward, and actually got a really positive response from a lot yeah. of people. I hope you're listening, Mr. Chancery, because that's the way it's done, right? Yeah. Charlie, yeah. Talk, talk to me about the bloody football. Let's get into Aww. it. Let's, let's talk about football. Come on. I thought it was. I, th- I thought it was great. I mean, um, it, it was. It was one of those where it, it's. Uh, it's like Steve said. You don't want to call it a must-win match, but it, it, they're all must-win matches at this mm-hmm. point. You know, they're they're all. And I think, given that we've just had, I know one was a cup game, but like we just had such a battering. Like we we've just played played terrible. You know, some really miserable football. Like that. Like Watford seemed like about eight years away. So all you really just wanted to see was just a goddamn bit of life. And I really mm-hmm. do think we had that. Like, I'm not saying we, we were outstanding from absolutely every minute, but you really just did not see that that same kind of like sloppiness and kind of where are these goals going to come from? And I think overall, 
we were definitely the better team. I think like there were there were moments where Birmingham kind of picked up life uh, that I was therefore very glad that we did have kind of Beadle doing what he did. But mm-hmm. what was really nice is to just see that those lovely little bits of like partnership, like the like the the Bannon and Johnson combo is just absolutely outstanding. Like that kind of mind readery like yeah. little bits because uh, I mean Johnson all the props for the cross, but like Bannon in the build up, like those lovely little bits there where they're just reading each other and even if they don't always pop off they're always there they're always reading like they're always just kind of seeing and thinking and like getting into into that space and it's and it's great to see like I thought we could have maybe potentially even had uh another one like I, I think we we looked like scoring and we finally finally actually started getting some goals in uh and Ugbo finally scoring as well I think because you start thinking Christ why didn't we get a striker did we get a striker I seem to remember us getting a striker where's the goals kind of thing and actually and for that, him yeah. to, to get to get a brace like that it's like okay maybe maybe this is where it's coming from. Like maybe this is what we can look forward to now. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was uh, a really, really good start to our uh, hopefully sensational return to form that will see us up. Stevie, mm. I'm going to talk about stats. Uh, you know, they 25 shots, nice. but only four on target from Birmingham. They had a lot more possession, but to be fair, you know, this could tell a different story in the fact that they were losing and went for it. You know, there was a hairy time at the end of the first half where they had about five of those shots there and could have scored either one. Turns out they put the shoes on the right feet. Did you feel like we rode our luck a little bit or did we deserve to win? We deserve to win. Um, I think Tony Mowbray's come out and he's given it a, a, a bit of the old... Uh, we, they were they were unlucky and we were very lucky. I, I, I don't think we were lucky at all. Um, you know, our our defenders defended better than they attacked at the end of the day. Uh, we, we've taken our chances when we've took them. We've gone in there with a game plan. Um, and, you know, when we, we, we've been out of possession, we were compact. We set up. We made it difficult to play through at times, even though, and I know that sounds a bit perverse because they still had as many shots as they had, but they, they those shots that they had weren't necessarily ones from... Um, consistently from areas of threat, they were mm-hmm. pinging shots out at times, and they were, you know, they, yeah, they did have a lot of the ball, but at the same time, um, we surrendered possession or, or surrendered territory that kept them at bay. Um, yeah. And I just the way I just think the way that we set up was was absolutely spot on, and it needed to be that way after um, after the Huddersfield game. It's been a while since we played at, Hudders- uh, at Hillsborough and conceded that much possession. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, when we had the ball and what we did with the ball, I thought it was very, very good. Um, we'll talk about players. Pavidu. Um, Pavidu? Mm-hmm. Pavidu. Pavidu. <laughs> Jan Pavidu. Hey, I'll get his name right. Pavidu was great. And do you know what? I wasn't convinced at the time when I looked at his his stats, but Ugbo, I genuinely believe that Ugbo might end up being a little bit of a diamond as well because a little bit... That I've seen over the last two or three games, he's come on. He's had a couple of cameos. He's at the post a couple of times in previous games. Um, I think he's been unfortunate in certain situations that team selection around him. Certainly at, at Huddersfield, he wasn't deployed in the same way with the same personnel. And you guys talked about Michael Smith last week. Um, there's a big difference between the way that Kadamatri sets up and the way that Smith sets up. And I think a player like Kadamatri will will complement Ugbo and allow him to to do those little bits because the movement is is, is a bit better. Um, and for that reason, I, I genuinely think 
you know, we've seen two outstanding goals from the bloke on, on, on Friday. They weren't worldies from 30 yards, but the build-up play for the first goal was outstanding. And the header for the second goal, um, he, he's jumped so high, he's come down with snow on it. So, it, well, listen, he was absolutely with the, brilliant. With that, with that second goal, I was actually shocked that he got away with it. I was actually... I, I thought they'd blow that up for a foul. I think in the Premier League in, in Europe, that's a foul. And I think VAR had absolutely pulled that apart. I think we got. I knew you would say that. I knew you'd say that. You, you, Long you live the championship. EFL. 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 No one else on the earth had had that thought. Sure up. Come on, man. I was sat there and I was sat there thinking he's going to pull that back. He's not going to let you have this one. But listen, Blair, I'm going to come to you. We've had a, we've had a question here from, uh, or we've had a comment here from Barry. Barry's gone with the defence is still looking shaky at times. The heart stopping playing out from the back is heart in mouth time. Is that because we're just used to shitty long ball bollocks or do you think that there is a rick in our defence? I mean, I think it's a bit of both, isn't it? So they are a bit shaky because they know if they concede and where they are in the table, it's like shit. And then, and then and then we're not very good at coming back from when we go behind. So it's a, so it will be a mentality thing. But the way they do constantly try and pass it out the back. And I mean Beadle was drawing their centre forward onto him just before he, he, he was releasing the ball. And he did it more than once. So it weren't like it was the first time it was a it, it, it was just him a bit a bit of misconcentration, lapsing concentration. Mm-hmm. This is what Danny Rolls telling him to do. And it, and it does work. I mean, sometimes it looks amazing. You think, you know, you think, you think, how, how are you second bottom when you, when you can do this sort of stuff? But I think, I think more, I think it's more sometimes that they can feel the, the fans are, as fans, we're on, we're on the, we're on, our, we're on a knife edge, aren't we? We're, we're, we're so emotionally invested. So we went, the ball's anywhere near our goal. We're, we're shitting it, aren't we? <laughs> because we just don't want to concede because we want to stay up so bad. So maybe, it's a bit of that bleeding into it, but I think it's how down it Danny Will wants to play out of the back and fair play. Maybe, maybe. Now, listen, uh, you guys were there on uh, on Friday, you know, consuming cream eggs, not you, Charlie. You know, you 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 know, you cream egg uh, denier, um, and uh, and Holly Holly's been on, <laughs> Holly's been on, and she's gone with half-term homework. Someone think of a song for Ugbo. Uh, are we rehashing that Winnell Hot Stepper song, or are we going to come up with something totally camp? So macho, so Ugbo, something like that. Uh, I'm a big fan of a camp song. I think I tweeted on the night, Ugbo, you're in trouble. Icky's come along and scored a double. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear the cop singing that one. I'd be a big fan of that. Uh, and then, and then in terms of comments, you know, there is no, there is nothing greater in the world than the YouTube comment section. So Hank's gone with uh, Bannon MVP on Friday. Looked like a lefty Perlo out there. And then Char- Sharma went, "Is Bazu a communist?" So you know, there's a, there's a lot going on on there. There's a lot happening. And uh, Aaron Johnson's gone with white cream eggs and a food of champions. So you know, mm. jot that down there, Charlie. Unsure, you know, unsure. Jury's out. Jury's out. So, uh, listen, uh, you know, let, let's talk about your favourite players from that game, Charlie. You know, uh, there was a big shout, big shouts for Johnson, Perveda, uh, yeah, Perveda, Ugbo, uh, Bannon. You know, a lot, lot going on there. Even Beadle to some extent. What about, um, what about you? Uh, me, I didn't play that well, but uh, many of the names <laughs> you just said, uh, I did very little, um, but I tried my best. But uh, Pavida, I've got it just, uh, I think there's something so, uh, 
the only the, the worry with someone like Johnson as well is like you worry that he's been messed about a bit, or you worry that there's a bit of drama going on. So you see him playing, you see him play great, but you you don't you know you, it's hard to gauge where he's at mentality wise, and like is he going to literally throw his body on the line for this club? Is he really going to you know? Maybe I'm not saying he wouldn't, but like you know, like Bannon would literally run his legs to water for like like he just he's he loves this club, and you just saw this like passion from Pavida, like and I think it was his birthday. I think I saw it on Instagram. It was his birthday mm. as well. I was like, mm. how nice is that? But like his his reaction, it was. Like, it's not just the win like it's it's the win being here and like going up to the cop and everything and I think like I saw something in that where I was like not only did he did he play fantastically and he was you know absolutely outstanding like some really nice little bits uh you know heavily you know great great contribution to the first goal was heavily involved in a lot of other really nice bits but then that he's clearly like this is great you know what I mean like this is this is great being here. You think, yeah, because you can't buy that. We've said that about rule as well. Like that level of mm-hmm. like someone that really gets why this is the shit. You're just like, yeah, you don't just want to necessarily just be another stepping stone for another player. And, you know, I just hope he doesn't break my heart like every other uh, lone player we ever have where they go, do you like this, do you? Do you like this? Ta-ra. And then that's it. You never see him again. And you're just left staring at posters of them that you've made on, on your wall. Well, um, buying the, well, buying the yeah, yeah, yeah in heartbreak, it, uh, because that's yeah, yeah. it's it's going to hurt that one. Now, just in terms of the Ugbo song, um, Liam's gone with Ugbo do 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 push pineapples these Wednesday uh, to to the tune of like a do I assume, and Holly's just dismissed that as uh, this is the worst thing ever. So, uh, and then someone else has gone with ACDC. You've been Ugbo struck uh, to the tune of their thunderstruck. Sweet child of mine. Uh, and then Ash has been on, man in our socials, uh, Blair. And I'll let you talk about your, you know, your your man of the match for, or, or, can we say man of the match, player of the match now um, of the um, of the game. But no, Ash has gone with our refreshing to have a proper number 10. Granted, yeah, it's one game, but Pavila is, uh, is what I've been missing for a while. You know, talk about it, Blair. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Pavela was the best, was my player of the match, Um because he was fantastic, he played with a smile on his face, and he just enjoyed playing football, didn't he? And it was, a, and it was just a joy to watch him run at defences. And because they're Birmingham are similar to us, where if they concede a goal, they shit the bed as well. They were they they were shitting it. So when he, when he was running at them, they they, they were shaky, weren't they? They they were scared mm. of him. And mm. um, yeah, it's he really played, he played with a lot of confidence, like a kid on the park. Yeah, well, <laughs> those it, little drag it, bikes and. Is it is in a no lose situation because if he if he has a great you know what I mean second half of the season keeps us up his agent will know what some of our big earners are on so if we want to, if we want to sign him permanently he's going to get a huge pay rise and if we go down I'm sure someone will snap him up um, from Leeds because his surplus to requirements there so he's in a he's in a no no lose situation he, he can just come and enjoy his football and hopefully he keeps us up and I think he, I think I think he might do. It's just real shame, isn't it? But from a pride point of view, of how far away we are from Leeds, but he can't even make their squad. And he's, <laughs> he's probably like our, most, yeah, yeah. our yeah, best yeah. player now. Says a lot about the goal from parachute payments, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, listen, Stevie, there's some there's some love for Johnson going on in the uh, in the comments here. Um, uh, you know, so we've got Merrick's gone with, to be honest, Johnson always seems to play like he's about to flounce off at any moment. Looks a Marty bugger, but I love him. Best crosser we've got. And then um, and then Barry's gone with Johnson, loses the ball a lot. So, you know, apparently, um, you know, I, where, where do you sit with Johnson? Like I, I and then and then also we've had a comment here uh, saying that Pervader's Forestieri like. So 
Who Played stuck like. out to you on Friday? Um, Pervader. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Said said earlier. I, th- I think Johnson flies under the radar because he, he he does all the he does all the bits that he needs to do and he does it well. Um, mm-hmm. And people will pick up on him. Oh, lost possession here or lost possession. And I can't remember a, a, a great deal of you know turnovers that he was responsible for. Yeah, every now and again you're going to get the game breaks down a little bit. We're we're, we're bottom end championship, so that happens. But he's he's very effective when he has got the ball and he creates a hell of a lot. For, you know, from a left back position. Um, so yeah, for me, Mar- Marv's a great addition to the squad, and he's you know we, we talked about it previously, but I, I just thought Pervader every every time he got the ball um, on Friday night, he looked like he was going to do something with it. You know, he, yeah, yeah. he, he attacked, he, he was aggressive, um, and I've seen comments on socials and I've seen comments in the, in, in the press that he looked a little bit lightweight and got knocked off the ball a little bit. I didn't necessarily subscribe to that. At the time, yeah, there were times where he, he might have lost a tackle here or there, but I, I, I think he, he, he's boxy, he's compact, um, he's good on both sides. Um, he, he got us, he got us up the pitch. The, the contribution for the first goal um, was absolutely incredible. Um, so for me, yeah, he, he was a standout player. Um, I thought Beadle acquitted himself well, and I, if I'm honest with you, I'm, I'm still not sold on the bloke. And I, I think I've said previously. Um, I don't see that he's a player that we've brought in that's going to be significant play, uh, significantly better than Dawson or Charles. And we, you know, we've got we've got cover there already. But fair play to the guy on Friday. And if he, he puts in performance after performance for the second half of the season like that, then you know, more power to him. Um yeah. so yeah, the 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 standout for me was Pervader. Um I thought Marv did well. Um and I also thought Beadle played well. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, in terms of the song for Pervader, Blair's just chucked in our private chat, Living Pervader Loca, which, uh, which which I'm not unhappy about, if I'm honest, but I, I would enjoy the, the cop and the South Stand going, walk up in New York City in a funky cheap hotel. I, 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 you know, I, I, I would pay money for that. Um, and, then, and then, you know, Ash is getting jibes in about Liam Palmer. Um, and then as a big twist of fate, uh, fate, Lot going on, what? lot happening. What? Sheffield Wednesday's winning, and Ash is agreeing with Stevie regards Beadle. So that's that's never happened. Can we jot this down? Twelfth uh, of February, Gromit's birthday. Eight forty-seven. Eight forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and bear in mind, Barry's made a good point that Pervader's not actually up to full match fitness either, so uh, it could get even better. Now. Uh, I want your comments as well in reference to this upcoming game, upcoming game on Tuesday. It's going to be quite difficult. Um, so <laughs> there is a there is a wonderful Twitter X account called uh, "Has the Nine Nil Been Mentioned Yet?" and uh, and I feel like it's going to rear its head o- over the next day uh, because I think having spoke to a couple of Leicester City podcasts last night, I feel like a cricket score is on the way. Uh, so. <sighs> Charlie, what what do you think? Well, you know, we, we've got to, we've got to win, and we do yeah. have to play these bloody uh, we do have to play these these teams. And I agree with Craig. I would take a point now. Oh my god, absolutely! I think the difficulty is as well is that it's it's obviously not our first time playing them this season. And had mm-hmm. they batted us before, you'd be like, oh god, here it comes again. I think. <sighs> Whether or not we're a better team now than we were when we first played them, they are 
definitely a better team now if that makes sense like they you know not that they were like they were poor when they played us it, it, it said more to, to them being poor than us being absolutely outstanding on that particular game but I think what are they what is it's some it's an absolutely ridiculous number the points they're on games played I literally can't yep. even remember what it was but I think I saw one of their tweets and it's just like unbelievable and I think like mentality wise they're playing off that and maybe they also potentially have a tiny little bit of a point to prove like it means nothing to them but like out of everyone that they've batted this season like we managed to like nick a drawback off them so I don't know they'll they'll probably go all guns blazing I my biggest concern is I don't know if we can hold off defensively and I think the first goal if they get the first goal they get against us I think we will fall apart and I think it would just be nice to see us not absolutely get battered like obviously a draw would be a draw would be like a win for a game that in many ways is almost a free hit if you can call any of these like last 15 a free hit but it would just be nice not to see us get absolutely battered like if we're gonna lose, can we at least just lose by like maybe one? Like that would be nice. Like if it's, <laughs> if it's four nil again, like Jesus Christ Almighty, like that would be. I, that number is uh, is starting to trigger me now. Like yeah, yeah, conceding four goals away from home is uh, you know is something I don't. I, you know, it it is the Wednesday way. I'm, I I can't speak about it. Uh, Bladino, Blair Blair hard ankles. What about you? <laughs> Hard um, he is not Blair Dino. Trust me, he is not Blair Dino. <laughs> wow. What, you say that? You say that? I've got a Brazilian flair on a play football. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Blair. <laughs> Can't believe it. This is, this is Sean Clare all over again. This is Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean Flair. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Sorry, um, mate. We, Sorry. Sorry. We, we, no, it's funny. Um, like we need. There's 15 games left. We need at least 50 points guaranteed survival. Uh, we're not going to get 50 points because we need seven. We need seven wins to get 49 points. So, and we've won seven games all season. So we've got 15 games left. We've got seven. We need seven wins um, to probably. To guarantee survival, I'd probably say. Uh, so let's chalk tomorrow off. That'd be fourteen. We, 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 I mean, it'd be fourteen games. <laughs> I mean, we need seven. Uh, I really think it's either we're going to get absolutely tonked. I'll take a one-nil loss. I'll take a one-nil loss. We're going to lose. Can I just can I just say something on that? And this is my big my, my big frustration. And as much as me and Blair get on. And we do. You don't half wind me up when you start banging on about, oh, if we don't win this, we're down. You've been saying that since the start of the season. If we don't win this game, October, we don't win this game, we're down. This is a must-win game. That's a must-win game. Well, we, 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 we got... If we won that game in October, we'd be three points better off now. <laughs> yeah, we would. But if... <laughs> It swings and roundabouts. It's all you know. It does. It, we the, the the what's wise and wherefores are what they are. Um, we were two weeks ago. We were within a shout of getting out of the relegation zone. And yep. all right, Huddersfield. Huddersfield's absolutely killed us. That's absolutely yep. killed us. Not necessarily in terms of where we are in the league, but in terms of the morale and the fact that it was a team that was around us. Um, that's that. That's what was difficult to take. And the, you know their record and the. The, the the first half performance against Sun uh, sorry against Huddersfield wasn't actually that bad. 
Do you yeah, know what it I mean? Just, we, it we, just, we just gates opened and we just lost our heads. We had 12 minutes where we just went, right, that's it. The first goal went in and it was just, it, it was a car crash. It was awful. Um, so, but we, we don't look, we, we're not focusing on that. We're not looking back on, on, on that. I was, um, I'm blessed that I'm on half term this week and I, w- I woke up this morning and watched Bosnich on Sky Sports News and I, w- I wasn't paying attention, it was just background. Uh, but he was looking at the Man United game and they were analysing um, the Villa yesterday, the, the Villa win yesterday, and they were talking about the opportunity that they'd have to get into the, the Champions League or to, to, to get up the league and they were talking about an eight-point deficit. And he turned around and said, eight points is nothing at this stage of the season because you just need a little bit of luck. And it is the, the, the first... that end of the league, though. Like, it, it's it's easy in the in the top eight to go. We only need eight nine points. I, I I feel like when you're down, when you're at the bottom, all of a sudden your football turns into like a comedy of errors. Look at um, look at that goal that Rotherham conceded against uh, against Leeds United, yeah. right? So you've got the cross has gone in. It's come off a of geezer's foot, bounced towards his own goal, come off of uh, Bamford's arm and gone in the net. And um, you're like, Christ. Yeah. And it, and it just and all of a sudden those things happen when you're when you're when you're at the bottom of the league and and you don't get a rub a rub of the green. Listen, we're 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 going to agree or we're going to disagree. And for, for me, I'm I'm going to I'm going to cling on to the fact whether you're top of the prem, you're fighting for the championship, or your Forest Green row is eight points is eight points at the end of the day, isn't it? And if all we need is a swing, um, and the you know to bring it back to tomorrow night, whatever happens tomorrow night. I just hope that it's not so bad that that the internet loses its head, and I hope it's not so bad that you know people the are there. Internet's then... gonna absolutely. <laughs> go... you, you have been on the internet. You have seen it. <laughs> dear, dear, dear internet, don't lose your head. We're probably not going to win tomorrow night, but if we anything that we get out of the game would be a bonus. But if we lose three 0 against the best team the championship's seen in however many years, yeah, so be it. Well, you know, let yeah. let. Let, let's let's focus on let's focus on Millwall away. Let's focus on Bristol City, Plymouth. Um, you know, we're talking about our home form. We the, the, we have got leads on the horizon, um, and they mm. you know we'll get to that game and we'll probably say, well, we got a point the, away at theirs. Yeah, the ironic I mean? thing is that these Leicester and Leeds who are top of the league. These are both teams yeah. that we managed to get a point against. We managed to, that's yeah. always the way, isn't it? That I think that's what's it's like. You, you would if if. If Leicester beat us 9-0, but we'd have beaten Huddersfield 1-0, you'd be literally looking at a different... Do you know what I mean? I know it's so easy to say that, but it's like, it is all down to the mentality. And I think the internet losing their shit is like an absolute given. And I think we're, you know, someone's just said in the comments, like, remember Peter Brown? And you go, yeah, absolutely. Like, we know that things can happen. Anything can happen. Football's crazy. It's a crazy league. But at the same time, it's like, there does seem to be this self-fulfilling prophecy of like Wednesday, just Wednesday in it. And <laughs> it's you know, it's so much harder to take when it's something that, you know, you should have won, you could have won, you had every minute, you know, you had every possibility to win it. But I think we really, when you're playing Leicester, even if we get absolutely battered, we really do need to try and just be like, okay, then that is fair enough. Like if, if people feel better, they can moan about Huddersfield again, if it would make them feel better. But I think moaning about like getting beaten by yet, just a sensational team like that. It's like, that is just what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sharman, Sharman's pulled out a good point here. You know, notably Stoke all of a sudden found themselves in that in that quagmire. Um, Birmingham are sliding towards it, and Sharman said, hey, "Other teams are sliding towards us. If we can keep picking up a point here and there, it's the it's the hope that kills you." And uh, 
And uh, the Wednesday week's very own Holly, who's known for, you know, for being quite a reasonable person and in no way quite dramatic, has just gone, it's over. She's oh. and then a couple of cry face emojis, which is which is very uncharacteristic of Holly. I must, uh, I, I must, I must say. But like uh, Hank, Hank's gone with two points off safety after tomorrow, and uh, yeah, Ash has Ash has doubled down and said that's the spirit, Hank. I'm all right with that. I like that. That gritty bottom. Uh, I suppose, I suppose when when teams are on that proverbial the, the proverbial beach, when the when, when the mid table teams are gonna, we're going to play in, mm-hmm. in April, who can't go up, can't go down. We might yeah. get a result here and there, but at the moment it is. 15 games left. We need seven wins to guarantee survival. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Blair, we don't. We need to. We need to. We need to overhaul the deficit that we've got with the team on 21st. If that means that we win five games before the end of the season, and the teams above us lose, so we we need to stop going. If we don't, we if we haven't won four games by this point, we're down. If we haven't got this many points by this point, we're down. Because as people in the comments have just said, uh, was it Sharman has just said, um, those teams are coming. Stoke are in free fall at the moment. What is the point in us turning up uh, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, whenever? What? Stoke have a gap. If, if Stoke has fluke a win, I'm, I'm using Stoke as I'm, I'm, I'm using Stoke as an example. It, that what I'm saying is that there's a volatility in in the league table, so it, it might not take seven points. There's, there's a team might stay up on forty two points. I'm you know without looking at the points in the league, that might happen. We're saying based on form, seven wins gets us this many points, and this many points is what we need to stay up. How can we possibly forecast how many points we need to stay up this season? Because Rotherham have been absolutely shite, and I'll say that. Our points, uh, our point level at the moment is absolutely horrific. QPR and Huddersfield three weeks ago were absolutely toilet in terms of the league stats, but teams are falling, teams are dropping. You know, let's not worry about what how many points we need. Let's just worry about what the league looks like Saturday at 5 o'clock. Then, exactly, exactly. So how many points we need is how we, we get. If we stay up, whether it be four wins, whether it be six wins, we've won more. We, we've won as many um, as, as, or just one less than teams that are up at like 18, 17. You know, we're, we're, we're there or thereabouts with it. So, you know, let, let's stop oh, stressing about it. history. Exactly. If, if, oh, if the playoffs last season. Before, yeah. We've proved that before. Like, we did something that no one else had ever done. Like, genuinely. Like, we, I know it, that's one match and that's one example. But, like, think, until it is mathematically impossible, it's still possible, which definitely is the most painful thing about it. But... That you cannot overstate like the difference in mentality. I was like, if if the fan just blindly, it's like we're running around Hillsborough at second leg, blind faith. Go on, why not? Let's have it. Even though, like, really, you're gonna get four goals in ninety minutes. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. We're gonna get a million points and we're gonna stay up. Long live the Championship Owls. Who cares? Like, because then if we go down, it's like, oh, did we go down like we thought we were gonna do? And if we then stay up, it's like, yeah, never doubted it. No, no, no. It's all good. Like, happy days. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's just hope we get to the end of the season and we're still playing championship football. The chance here to rinse us out once again as we stay up. Uh, don't forget, we're still in the middle of the second phase of the season tickets. And make sure you bring your checkbook from the bottom of the draw. Listen, thanks a lot for joining us this evening. That's uh, that's us tonight. Thank you so much for taking part. Really appreciate the uh, the comments getting involved. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The Trigger! What a goal! It's absolutely world class from Marcus Trigger!
It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later! This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.